I'm Derek. And I'm Drew. We are on a journey to become better leaders by touring fantastic worlds and inspiring lore by going on a wonder tour. We connect leadership concepts to story context because it sticks to our brains better. You can find out more at wondertourpodcast.com. All right, Derek, I'm going to need you to explain to me the difference between tricks and illusions as we... Yeah, as you bring me into the Magicians Alliance, we are talking about Arrested Development and specifically the world's greatest magician, Gob Bluth. Welcome to Wonder Tour. Just remember that I'm the magician and Drew is the assistant. <laughs> Job Bluth. We finally reached it, Derek. My favorite TV show of all time, Arrested Development. This will likely not be the only Arrested Development episode that we do, but we just couldn't help ourselves. We got to talking about Job Bluth. And we figured that it would fit in nicely with our current Curious Explorers arc in Wonder Tour. So I could talk for the whole rabbit hole episode, honestly, about just about Job. I'm sure I could talk for many hours just about Job. But Derek, talk to me about why you're interested in Job and why you maybe like him as a character or like, think he's interesting as a character, but also as a Curious Explorer. Uh, I think this number one, his number one uh, characteristic here is that he never gives up. <laughs> you think about it. How many times did he do that lighter fluid trick? <laughs> I mean, he meant to do uh, flames come out of his hand, uh, which would have been actually quite disastrous given the proximity uh, that he was to people. <laughs> you ever thought about that? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he does. He does accidentally light Sally Sitwell's car on fire, right? So causes quite a an issue there with this, the one time that it does work. <laughs> and, and most of the time people get sprayed in the face with lighter fluid. And then my other favorite, uh, you know, trick is the, uh, the shooting the pennies out, um, you know, and obviously the puns with change ensue <laughs> afterwards. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's so many good moments with him. Job is, oh, he, he's really, I mean, th that's the beautiful thing about Arrested Development is that all of the characters epitomize this idea of Arrested Development. So hopefully this, most of you will have seen Arrested Development to some degree. For those of you who haven't, Arrested Development, think about the name first, the name, <laughs> like failure to grow. That is basically what this entire show is about. And it has quadruple entendres on all of it. And that's why we love it so much. You know, the acting is great, at least for the first three seasons. And the just the interactions between the characters and the overall story arcs, every single scene has many different meanings and they all map backwards and forwards onto other seasons and other episodes and stuff. 
it's really beautiful in that way. And so what you're constantly seeing is just what you're getting is like one degree of at a time, this like 360 view of the lives of this family who are just failing to grow as individuals together. And but it's not like Seinfeld in that they're terrible people because sometimes they're doing terrible things. But there's a lot of time where they're actually trying to do the right things. But even when they try to do the right things, everything's just falling apart on them. Um, and so it's that's what's so funny about it is that they just cannot seem to get anything right. And Job is just the master jester of the people who can't get anything right. I blame Tony Wonder for all my problems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Will Arnett just masterclass playing this character. I do love Will Arnett. He he does a great job in most of the roles that he has. But Job, so we're talking about about curiosity, cu- being curious, explorers. So for Job, what is it? I guess you said it's something about him never giving up. That makes him a curious explorer. Because I think we got to be talking about both the the positives and negatives of Job's curious (laughs) nature here. I I just I'm still kind of trying to grapple with this and understand why is Job so curious? What drives him to be so curious and, and so persistent? Actually, it's, I think it's his curiosity that drives him to be persistent. But why is he curious? Yeah, I think he wants to see if he can do it. I think he wants to see if he can pull it off. Um, and there's this perspective there that seems to be that if he can impress just the right person, he's just going to skip the line. He's going to jump straight to the top. And this is evidenced in his obsession, right? And you mentioned this to me, his obsession with becoming the company president of the Booth Company, right? Um, And so he just wants to jump straight to that top position. And if he can do the right trick, Drew, he can do the right trick. And and I've... I've They're not tricks, Derek. They're illusions. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. If he can do the right illusion, if he can paint the queen of hearts on his chest, somehow that translates to a high position in an organization. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to have fun here in this short time peeling apart this logic of how you feed yourself uh, to keep going because there is a very good, as you said, there's a very good element to this that uh, you know we want to have some of that fire that he has uh, to keep himself going. And I, and I want to say too, is that sometimes, uh, you know, let's say a tech job can be a little bit like this where it's not necessarily an illusion, but it can be parlor tricks. Those are called demos people. (laughs) They're called (laughs) demos and you give demos, you give lots of demos in your career and they may or may not impress somebody. So I do like the parallelism between illusions and demos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, there's a lot of illusions and, and demos that we see. Or I guess there's a lot of demos that we see. And, and to me, I think, you know, I, I struggle to tell the difference between tricks and illusions. So I was joking that maybe we're going to have to talk about that here. But yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody gets those demos, right? Whether it's the ads that you're getting on Facebook or whatever, or it's or whatever business role you're in, you're probably getting these people reaching out to you. Can you, you know, oh, you know, can we set up a demo? I want to sell you this thing that's just going to automate all your jobs, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, the demo always looks incredible. All, all your problems, yeah. And, yeah. and 
think that these these tricks that you know people go around doing, I think they are curious whether you're going to buy into it or not. And I think that's that's the job mentality, and it's not a bad one to have, honestly, in a in a sales type, you know. And we all have to be in the position of selling at some point, you know. And so I think that that is that is a full episode right there, like that that's full episode material. So I won't jump too much into that. Obviously, I want to maintain this like focus on Job and and just how you know I, I, how entertaining it is to watch him go through this process. Um, you he know, goes talk- through. He goes yeah. through our what we discovered in Loki, right? Kind of our idea that we have a prediction, we have a more of an exploration phase or discovery phase, and then a prediction phase. He actually handles that pretty well most of the time. He usually does come in with an open mind to things, trying to understand what's happening, and then he uh, arguably jumps to make the prediction way too early most of the time. It's just like, well, let's see. He just comes up with the first model that comes in his head, and then it's like, let's test it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a it's a model that re, you know comes over and over, which is, I know what can fix this a magic trick. Yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah, you're right. It's he's the misguided explorer. That's I think that's Job's character type. He's a misguided explorer because he really does bring this level of curiosity to everything that he does. He's persistent. He's determined. Um, these are all traits of an explorer, I would say. And I think now, actually, maybe that's something that we could stop and talk about really quickly. Is are those? Because I think I think what we're starting to see here is that there's other things that are kind of curiosity is really hard to define. And there's other things that are tied up within curiosity. So I think the, the we're trying to this to describe this explorer archetype, essentially. And we've, you know, added that prefix of curious explorers because that's how we understand it. But what does that curious explorer actually mean? And how does Job help us paint that picture of that explorer? Well, I think Job is the perfect example of what I've what I tend to experience sometimes. And I I get super naive for a moment. I call it like kind of a brain wipe. And essentially is you walk into a situation and you just as we talked about in previous episodes, you know, with the game theory about priors. Right. He literally resets everything he knows. And he says, my audience is going to be impressed by this trick. Right. Or this illusion, uh, as it were. And I, I think that's a very fair assessment of the way Joe Job operates, which is just that, you know, he's going to just wipe his all his prior beliefs, all his prior thoughts, anything that he's bringing into the situation. This gives you immense competence. If you noticed. Right. And so as he executes his trick. Right. Then something really bad goes wrong. Um my partner's going to hand me the sword. And then, you know, right. And he, you cut my hand up, my fingers, my fingers. <laughs> um, you know, this is the sort of destiny uh, illusion. Well, they have really the sure. whole, they have the whole gig set out how they're going to do it. And it's, it's, it's a great idea. And he honestly, in the end, he still ends up kind of pulling it off, right? He still impresses the people, despite the fact that he cut the hand off, um, partially because of the fact that he cut <laughs> the hand off. But yes. Yeah. But, but Joe, there's a, cost <laughs> they have he has this plan and you're right he just forgets all of his priors as soon as he gets up there he immediately can't handle the fact that that buster's the magician and he's the assistant and so as, as, he's like i'm the magician this man is just my assistant <laughs> <laughs> and he cannot to, wait to say that 
he reinforces it for the audience, right? Because they, he has to assume they know nothing. They know nothing. They've never heard of him and all these different things, right? Even though they've been, maybe been like, oh, this guy's going to be a train wreck. I can't wait to watch this. Because that's how I would approach it, right? If I put myself in the audience, and this is always a fun thing we do on Wonder Tour, but, you know, do the thing and talk about the thing that didn't even happen, right? Which is the audience viewpoint. You know, I'm, I'm watching from the audience and I'm watching this guy jump around to final countdown. It's the final countdown, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, what is going to happen here, right? And then he slices his fingers off. I mean, I'm if I'm in the audience, I'm busting out laughing, right? Because I'm saying this guy is super entertaining, but there is an enduring or endearing quality about that curiosity. There's an endearing quality uh, that I think we really want to appreciate here about Job. And I, I want to say that anybody who's ever watched Job on the show, who's ever and whoever goes back and watches him uh, any other time, I, you know what? He played a magician on Sesame Street. I'm not sure if you saw that, Drew, um, but he did show up one day on Sesame Street and he's just like, you know, you know, he's going to show these puppets some magic or whatever. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever seen that, but he was no. not playing his character off Arrested Development. It's it's totally random. You have to look it up sometime. Um, so, you know, when you see him, you're just like, oh, man, it's 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 Job, you know, um, and I, it's what is that? Tell me what that is. I think he's he's on a mission to an extent. He has he's but again he's misguided in his mission where he wants to go. His his purpose is clear. Well, not to him but to us maybe. <laughs> his purpose is kind of clear. He wants to be respected, right? That's what he wants. He wants to be respected, and so he can get that by by beating Tony Wonder or you know being on the cover of poof magazine or be or he can get that by being the president of the bluth company right he wants to be respected so i don't and i think you know i the more i think about it, i think he does know that that's his purpose is to be respected and why does he want to be respected we're not going to go all the way back into this but it's because you know george senior's father um is constantly undermining him just like he's under george senior's always undermining all of the other characters um, he's really the core, you know, he and Lucille are the problem with the family. The parents are, of course. Um, the kids are really just doing their best. <laughs> so yeah, he's no. So yeah. that enduring curiosity, though, you know, isn't that like isn't that like a, a wanted uh, sought after trait these days? I mean, think about if you've been curious in a meeting or any kind of a. I don't know, event or something like that. It was relevant. It was relevant curiosity. You know, maybe the magic tricks, you know, they're a little distracting, right? Um, it's not necessarily the curiosity that's sought after today in today's uh, business world. But I think there is a, a definite search for people who are endearingly curious. And you're like, that's not annoying at all. That's actually refreshing, you know? Did you see that? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of the number one things I look at when I'm hiring someone (laughs) is how curious are they, right? You know, I could, I could value more, I guess that's one way, one way you could positively frame it. Maybe the, the questions that you got to ask on the interview pages and stuff like that, those, and it's important to hear the stories, but what I'm really trying to understand is, is this a curious person? Do they have a drive to learn? Which again, is kind of fits into that curiosity 
And if they're a curious person and they're talking to me about what they're reading and what they're thinking about and how it connects together and how they're growing, that's usually a really good sign that that person is going to be a good fit as long as they, you know, meet some kind of prerequisites uh, that are required for the role. That's the type of person that I prefer and have had a lot of success having on the team is just the curious explorer type. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking for that in collaborators, too. You know, I, I want them to have some measure of what Job uh, exhibits. They got to have a little bit of fun, but know when to switch it off. Now, Job, Job does not have a switch. And we can we can kind of wrap on that, you know, basically that, you know, he's endearing, but you do need to have control over curiosity, when to turn it on, when to turn it off. And I don't know that I think that's my one of my number one uh, lessons I'm taking away from this rabbit hole. Um, you know, there's, I think the thing that I want to leave though, as a challenge is, you know, think about what makes curiosity endearing and how can your own curiosity uh, be endearing to others and not annoying. So how do you, how do you package curiosity in the right way so that, you know, you're not, you're not disrupting people, but you're more of just like kind of getting them to play through curiosity. And I think well, it involves tact. Yeah, it just yeah, involves I'll... tact, of course. Just like we talked about with Buddy the Elf, it involves tact in order to understand. Just like we talk about with everything with the Wonder Tour, right? You, we, you need to understand as much of the game that's being played as possible. And then you need to understand what value you can add to the overall utility or the overall outcome results here. And sometimes it is by being the endearingly curious explorer where you just got to ask why you got to, you got to get some questions uh, answered. Even if you might already know the answer, sometimes it's helpful just to ask those questions just so that everybody's all on the same page and that we're all moving the ship together. But other times, Right. Like being curious means just letting other people talk and seeing what happens. It doesn't mean you have to be the endearing, curious person who's like, it, you know, 20 questions for everybody about the current thing that, that the group is talking about. It means just let, let's be curious about where the conversation is going to go. And from there, you know, you, you'll choose a good point to interject usually. And that's where Job. So let's take this back to Job then. That's where Job falls on his face. Um, so we opened with the idea of illusions versus tricks. And I would, we still haven't figured out what the difference between an illusion or a trick is, but I will say in Job's head, an illusion is legit. And a trick is, I won't say what he says, but a trick is uh, a trick is a joke, right? A trick, a trick is what, uh, I don't know that we ever see Job actually perform an illusion, really. <laughs> he always accidentally or purposefully performs a trick. Um, when, when he blows up the yacht, right? <laughs> He, that's not an illusion. That's a, that's, <laughs> he didn't make the yacht disappear. He blew it up, right? That's a trick. It doesn't matter. It was gone, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just, so what we have to avoid, if we're trying to be curious explorers, we have to avoid the tricks and instead look for the legitimate magic, right? Curiosity has a magic to it. Think about maybe when you were a kid watching Reading Rainbow or whatever kid, you know, I don't know. I watched PBS a lot as a kid. And there's all these shows that are all about discovery, and it seems like there's like a magic associated with discovery, right? There's a legitimate magic there. We have to be careful that we don't substitute that legitimate magic, which is more of a feeling and a mindset that we take 
with a trick, which is more about a process and assuming that, oh, you know, I've used this before, so this will work on this person and bada bing, bada boom, we'll be done. That's not how curiosity works. I love it. Um, yeah, that that's that's very good. Very good wisdom there, Drew. As we close out, I mean, you know, this is typical for rabbit holes. You know, we're not going to just button it all up. Sorry, that's just not what we do on rabbit holes. So, um, all right. Well, now we are going to close out here. If you had anything you wanted to add to this, hit us up on The Wonder Tour on Twitter. And next time we're going to be talking Shang-Chi. Did I pronounce it right? Yep. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I pumped for that. This is, in my opinion, one of the best Marvel movies in years. So I'm ready. <laughs> Let's record it now. <laughs> and uh, all right. Well, remember, all who wonder are not lost. We'll see you next time.